Welcome to the Book Hub, an online event space hosted by Luther Seminary. This episode from the Grace and Gigabytes book launch features the author Ryan Panzer and guest Shamika Goddard. So next up is Shamika Goddard. Shamika is a person who is passionate about people and technology. She studied tech and ethics by developing techno-womanism at Union Theological Seminary in New York. There, she also created and developed the concept of a tech chaplain, which I'm so excited to learn more about today. On Juneteenth, 2020, she launched officially the Tech Chaplaincy Institute, which uses the best practices of pastoral care and chaplaincy to serve faith communities who are open, affirming, social justice-oriented, as well as mission-driven with their tech needs. So Shamika, thank you so much for joining us this afternoon, and we're eager to learn from you. Thank you so much for having me. I have so many folks here who I've learned so much from over the years, so I'm glad to see their faces again, and I see new faces who I'm learning from today. So thank you so much. Um, So again, I'm honored and humbled to be speaking amongst such esteemed colleagues today. Uh, Thank you, Ryan and Luther Seminary for the invitation to speak with you all briefly this afternoon on this topic. I've titled my talk, There's No Going Back, Only Forward, How This Time During a Global Pandemic Has the Potential to Usher a New Life to the Church. I know we just took a break, uh, but I wanna give us an opportunity to ground and center ourselves. I do this at the top of every uh, meeting that I have as a tech chaplain. I invite you to take a deep breath, perhaps the deepest breath you've taken today in and out, and then I'll welcome us back. Okay, so our journey today, I'm gonna be introducing the Tech Chaplaincy Institute to you all, and then talking a little bit about digital ministry as ministry, what this means for the future of the church, making sure no one gets left behind digitally, and hopefully with enough time, we'll have a bit of fun. So for those of you who were at the launch of the Tech Chaplaincy Institute, you'll have a leg up on that opportunity later on in this talk. But first, introductions. So the rumors are true. I am Shamika Goddard. I'm currently a second year doctoral student uh, at the University of Colorado at Boulder in the Information Sciences Department studying technology, ethics, and social justice issues. I'm also the head tech chaplain and founder of the Tech Chaplaincy Institute. We aim to train and equip mission-driven leaders, organizations, and communities with everyday digital and technology skills, which will serve to help further their work in the world. I'm joined by Javon Bracey, who's another tech chaplain, and the Tech Chaplaincy Institute, uh, myself and Javon, uh, have been serving over 35 faith communities since we began in June uh, and uh, since our launch on Juneteenth. So in a time where more and more people are turning to search engines, Siri, or social media over scripture, it is of the utmost importance that faith communities embrace things like SEO or search engine optimization and curate their digital presence to be part of the digital conversation, present themselves as an option when people are searching for answers, connection, or collaboration, as Ryan points out in his book, Grace and Gigabytes. But how can all this be done, all this and more be done, I believe, through digital ministry? So where two or more gathered virtually or otherwise, digital ministry is the incorporation of technologies and the digital space into the work and service of ministry. As Reverend Jim Keat, who's gonna be speaking soon has famously said, the opposite of digital isn't real, it's physical. And both digital and physical are very real. 
People like Jim Keats have been working, Jim Keat have been working in the digital ministry space for nearly two decades and in some cases longer. So this is not something that we're doing that's new as we've uh, been doing this mixing faith and technology for a long time. This fact is an important counter to the narrative that technology is breaking us or shifting human nature inordinately. As the Christian tradition teaches us through Solomon, there is nothing new under the sun. And just as digital ministry is not new, just as startups today disrupt entire industries with their innovations, faith communities have contended with various technologies, challenging the very theological frameworks and foundations of faith for centuries. And this timeline here sort of walks us through some of that. Uh, so in the, 15, the 1450s and 1522, we had the Gutenberg and Luther Bible, thanks to the printing press. And then uh, radio preachers like Amy Simple McPherson took advantage of the technology of their time to reach a larger audience in the 1920s. Fun fact, some faith communities are once again turning to the radio and having drive-in services where they broadcast through a transmitter to the cars and radios in their parking lots. Uh, so we had the radio preachers of the 1920s, televangelists using the television in the 1950s, and the web 1.0 and 2.0 in the 1990s and 2000s allowed faith communities to create web pages and websites uh, and, and participate in forums and these sorts of things uh, along with social media. And then streaming in the mid 2000s allowed for services to be streamed online, soon to be followed by podcasts and apps. So digital ministry is here to stay. It is not just something that has been done before the pandemic, but certainly being leaned on during this time. I believe it's going to be here into the future. And so thinking about it that way, it's important to incorporate digital ministry intentionally, as opposed to seeing it as an alternative to normal or as a temporary situation. So you may be wondering how to do this effectively as opposed to by the seat of your pants. So thankfully years ago, great minds thought through what it would look like to fully unlock digital ministry in today's landscape. And it might look familiar. As Kyle mentioned earlier, Virginia Theological Seminary and the information learning community have provided an excellent framework for faith leaders to incorporate technologies into their ministries. There are four types of literacies here, the communal literacies, or how do I build community online? Dispositional literacies, how do I behave online? Constructive literacies, how do I make, find, and share online? And embodied literacies, how do I present myself online? Kyle reviewed these literacies for us earlier, and I would like to take a moment to look at each one of them more closely. So first is communal literacies, or how do I build community online? There's navigating hybrid and digital cultures, which is the ability to move with confidence through many relevant spaces and communities online, including hybrid spaces that have a strong correlation to a particular face-to-face -face community. Then there's convening hybrid and digital community. This is the ability to bring together groups online and help them flourish as communities, learning from, supporting, and otherwise engaging with each other. These are art of hosting type skills applied online. Next is dispositional literacies, or how do I behave online? And this first one, as Pastor Steph mentioned earlier, everything is an experiment, uh, is maintaining a posture of experimentation. This is one of my favorite literacies. Or this is an orientation that will allow ministers to explore new tools, try out strategies, and otherwise innovate and simply keep up in a fast-changing digital landscape. 
Next is cultivating a spiritually wise digital habitus. This is the ability to apply the insights of spiritual traditions to the daily practice of digitally mediated social participation. Next is constructive literacies or how do I make, find and share online? This is the first is presenting authentically and pastorally online, which is the ability to explore, claim, and present in online spaces appropriate traits of religious leadership, paying particular attention to continuities and discontinuities with one's in-person identities. This literacy involves questions of authenticity, authority, vulnerability, and intentional ethical conduct. Next is connecting media media theory and theological reflection. This is the ability to critically reflect on new media theory and practice from a theological point of view and on religious belief and practice from a media studies point of view. And then finally, we have embodied literacies or how do I present myself online? This is creating and curating faith-based media artifacts, such as operational fluency with tools and methods for both constructing and critically collecting new media genres and objects. And as Kyle mentioned, you can learn more about the Digital Literacy Toolkit at digitalliteracytoolkit.org. <clears throat> so what our embrace of digital ministry today means for the church tomorrow. Let me begin by saying that during this time of great strife, while we're now all navigating a global pandemic, we're being called to make decisions that protect the most vulnerable in our midst. So I had to go back and put in a film themed uh, meme in my pr my presentation. So this is the one I picked, but this moment manifests as wearing masks, meeting remotely, cultivating online community, and so much more. It's not always easy, but it's the right thing to do. However, there will be a shift one day when hopefully we're able to again meet together in person. That shift will be a chance to once again innovate for hybrid spaces and resist the lure of how things used to be. In this moment and the moments to come, you all can be a resource to each other. Think of how much you've learned in the past few months. Faith leaders from around the world now have so much to share with each other as every journey has been unique with its own challenges and triumphs. Lean on each other and exchange experiences and insights. As we move into the future, do not let these lessons or technologies go. I'm just pulling up the chat here, okay. We have an unexpected chance as an entire faith body to embrace technology and the digital space to better reach and serve our communities. And each faith, le faith leader has experienced their own journey during this epoch and deserves to be commended for the strides taken. Let's not take these steps forward, however, only to move back to how things were. However, not every community has the same starting point or resources to get the next steps when it comes to technology. So I want to talk a little bit about making sure no one gets left behind and a growing concern with faith communities, especially in light of the pandemic. I don't mean the apocalypse as described in the Left Behind series, however. I'm talking about the digital divide and how it's affecting faith communities and those they serve even more so now than ever. In an April 30th, 2020 Pew Research Center survey, 82% of respondents said that the place of worship they most often attend is streaming or recording its services so that people can watch them online or on TV. While that is a high number, there are far too many faith communities who find themselves in the valley of the digital divide and are not able to meet this moment with the tools and expertise they need. 
There are entire communities without broadband enough for their students to attend school from home, let alone attend services online. And the digital divide has been exacerbated due to the pandemic. So we must work with communities, municipalities, and companies to get connectivity, devices, and tech literacy to everyone. With that said, I would like to take a moment for a bit of fun. We're gonna play a trivia game about technology and faith. If you think you know the answer, put it in the chat. We'll see if you got it right. And like I said, those who were at the launch of the Tech Chaplaincy Institute in June will have a leg up in this game. So the first question is, what technology allowed the Gutenberg Bible to become the first book ever printed? A, the typeface, B, the printing press, or C, a catapult? And it definitely could be a catapult, but it was actually the printing press. <laughs> so the correct answer was B. Number two, televangelist doesn't just mean televisions. Where did this form of ministry begin? A, radio, B, telegraph, or C, telephone? What do folks think? Well, you all got it correct. The correct answer is A, radio. Number three, true or false, a drone was used to bring Eucharist down the aisle of a church during communion. The correct answer is in 2018 for Easter mass, someone at the Sao Geraldo Magella Church in Sorocaba, Brazil, thought it would be a good idea to have a drone deliver the Eucharist. Number four, which country has not had a robot clergy yet? A, India, B, Germany, C, Japan, or D, the United States? That is correct. So far, the United States has not yet had a robot clergy. So which rituals have been performed in the digital space? A, baptism, B, funeral, C, wedding, or D, all of the above? Y'all are correct. Once again, it is D. All of these rituals have been performed in the digital space. And question number six here, Finland provided a service for answering prayers from Jesus using A, carrier pigeons, B, text message, or C, email. Okay, what do folks think? It might be either one of these, but the correct answer is B, text message. Number seven, due to concerns of confidentiality, the Catholic Church in the Philippines discontinued confession by A, email and handwritten letter, B, telephone and video call, or C, fax and text message. Oh, some folks think it's one thing or another. The correct answer is C, fax and text message. Question eight of 10. What technology have some faith leaders used to better reach wider audiences? A, the Jumbotron, B, Hologram, or C, the Goodyear Blimp? Oh, we're getting a mixture of answers here. <clears throat> Pardon me. So the correct answer here is actually B, Hologram. Question nine, true or false? There are faith leaders who minister through video games. And yes, the correct answer here is true. Our final question 
A new realm for church missions in the past few years has been A, virtual reality, B, underwater, or C, Reddit. What do folks think? Very nice. The correct answer is virtual reality. Thank you all so much for playing and for your attention this afternoon. Uh, in light, I want to end by saying, in light of these challenges, I still believe there's a great promise in digital ministry. This is a screenshot of my second life self attending services at the Sunshine Cathedral. We've taken literally hundreds of years to craft our current liturgies and sacraments. They have not always been what they are today, and they will not always be what they are now. We have the chance with digital ministry to explore, learn, grow, experiment, and play with technology and the sacred. Instead of doing what we've always done, because that is the way it's always been, we can follow the life and encouragement of Jesus who embraced people in ways that the elders and teachers of his time did not. So I thank you for your time and your attention once more. Here's the website to the Tech Chaplaincy Institute, www.techchaplain.com, and my email address if you'd like to chat more, uh, shamika at techchaplain.com. Thank you so much, Shamika. Please join me in a round of applause for Shamika by, by showing of emojis or hands. Thank you so much. Uh, that was obviously very insightful, but also very fun. Thanks for uh, introducing a trivia game for us this afternoon. Absolutely. Absolutely.